This is Jean, and I love when the flowers start to bloom in the spring. I'm Jenna, and I love putting my feet in sand on the beach. This is Karen, and I love cheese. <laughs> My name is Stephanie, and I love basking in the sun. Welcome to Working Folk Podcast, where we talk about work, life, and everything in between. Oh, we're talking about social media today. All the babies in the bad way. and the ugly. The love and the hate. Is there much to love? Yes, seeing my friends' babies that live in different countries that I would never get to see if there wasn't social media. It's true. I love seeing my friends' kids grow up. It's like such a gift. Yep. We have this connection that we just would not have had a decade ago. And it's been awesome to rekindle friendships that I would have had to travel to England to rekindle. Would you say for you it's like more positive than negative? Jean, even though you're not on social media. Yeah, that's, yeah. yeah. I, okay, so here's where we go. I am not really on social media, which is why <laughs> it is wonderful. Um, I have, for years now, had a really healthy balance in my life with social media. It might be not even a balance. I just haven't had very much social media in my life. And it started because of the campaign in 2016. Um, I had tons of Facebook friends. I was on there as much as everybody else in our generation and really enjoying Facebook. I was coordinating my life on it, planning things, knowing what was going on all the time. And then I started seeing people say things that they would not say to me in person. And I realized that I really like my friends when they're with me. I do not like them with other people. <laughs> and I just had to um, realize that if I wasn't in this social media relationship, my relationship with this person would be completely different. And I don't want this social media relationship with them. So there's a lot of people that I just, um, that just kind of made it uncomfortable. And I was like, wow, I really don't need this in my life. So I just stopped getting on. So I still have Facebook. I have Instagram. I love them, but I get on, I check all the things people have said. I comment back and I get back off. Do you do Twitter? No, I have a Twitter. Karen and I set up a Twitter one time when we were drunk in my backyard when we first became friends. We did. Yes, and it would be really funny to listen to get on there right now because it was when hashtags first came out. And so you and I were like, let's hashtag hashtagging, hashtagging, hashtagging. And oh so my God, that sounds so obnoxious. I have like three <laughs> posts from, I don't know, 1995. <laughs> no. <laughs> Didn't know you then. It feels Didn't like it was that then. long ago, but it was when we very first became friends and we were sitting in my backyard drinking too much and you were like you gotta try twitter it's so cool and i was like okay and so oh which is hilarious because i hate twitter now but yeah it was a very long time ago <laughs> yeah it sure was so i do have twitter i guess <laughs> that's hilarious and tiktok i don't have it i mean i have the app on my phone because you guys i have the best tiktok life i love my tiktok life um, You're welcome. We curate yeah. her for you page for her by sending her I, only the, twi the TikToks that she should watch. I watch <laughs> all the good TikToks and that's all. And it's so great. So these guys just text each other. We have a text thread and everyone sends TikToks. So um, these three women near me here have the same sense of humor and political preferences. So it's really fun to get TikToks from them. Like the song this morning. The 
blind react from the mom. Yeah. Oh, oh that one's one of my favorites, mm, man. Yeah. I've watched ones so li- with that same sound yeah, so many so times. Funny. Yeah, you're welcome for that. Yeah. Without us, that would never be in your world. Yeah. I thought my husband was going to fall over. <laughs> Where did, did you and I listen to that song together? Probably. Because I was like, oh, yeah. yeah I I, oh, when you did your side patio, yeah. I think we were sitting on your patio and yes. I showed you, I showed it to you because yeah. I was dying over So whenever it. I don't know what's going on in the world, like there's some reference made, I just text this group of women and say, so, so what's happening? <laughs> and then they tell me. So I honestly, nobody else could really have this social media relationship. Unless they have my three besties. <laughs> it makes it really easy for me not to be on social media and still understand the like pulse of our nation, I guess. So um, thank you. I really appreciate you guys. And I'm then, impressed you can understand the pulse of the nation. Oh, I got it all. <laughs> I understand everything. I'm so understanding. <laughs> I'm on one. Um, <laughs> so humble I'm like the most understanding understander I've ever known (laughs) yeah and then Instagram um, I I have turned it into an echo chamber that I appreciate so when I need to know how everyone else who feels how I feel like what words they're putting to the feelings and frustrations that they're having I get on Instagram and then I have just story after story of people who I follow. So it's like, I understand that I've created an echo chamber for myself. So I feel really comfortable with it. I'm not going there to weigh out opinions. If I want to weigh out opinions, I'm going to get on Google and look up like, what is the other side saying about this? Because I do like to know that, but that's what my Google's for. My Instagram is a place that I can go and kind of debrief life and um, see cute pictures of my best friend from high school's best friend in Kansas has the two most gorgeous children in the world. I wouldn't know that if it wasn't for social media. They make my life better. Thank you. So, Jean, you have healthy boundaries around it. Because yeah. I, I, I would venture to say not many people go, gosh, I just got off Facebook. I feel so good. Yeah. <laughs> so uplifted. Mm-hmm. Like, I just spent three hours of my life where now I can move on and I feel so accomplished. <laughs> because now I know... That Joe thinks libtards are taking over the world. Yeah. And that little Susie is now again in Hawaii showing off her picture. Like, there's mm-hmm. very little about social media that where I leave social media, any of them, even TikTok anymore. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, wow, I'm inspired. Mm-hmm. You know, like, where I was reading a good book or a good magazine or pretty much any other thing that I can consume with my eyeballs. Um, even a good movie, it just does not have that same effect as social media has on my psyche of making me feel like doo doo. The other reason that I set up those boundaries for myself was because I felt like I had no free time. And then I looked at like how much time I was on. This is back when it was pretty much just Facebook. And I was like, whoa, I spent three hours today and it was throughout the day, but that's not something that I wanted to choose to give my time to. So I was like, and I knew I couldn't do it half-assed, right? Like I can't just be like, okay, I'll just cut it down to 15 minutes. It was like, no, I just have to get out of the habit of pulling it up, you know, like, and that was the biggest change that I needed to do in my life because it just, now I go to Scrabble. So I, my counselor, (laughs) you're such an old lady. I am such an old lady. My counselor always talks about how, you know, we have the two different halves of our brain and when we're feeling really emotional, we need to pull in that mathematical, logical side so that we can kind of shake it up and then get back to figuring out the emotional side, not reacting in emotion 
in emotion. And um, Scrabble does that for me. I get on there. I'm thinking about letters. I'm thinking about making words. And then I can go back and have a conversation with my kid who just pissed me off. <laughs> so it's like I'm using my my app as a tool. I mean, sometimes I'm on the toilet and I take too long on Scrabble. That happens. <laughs> but mostly it's like, oh, I can just play one round of this one little random Scrabble game and then go back and deal with whatever it was I was frustrated with. So I just chose, I was like, I'm not going to let my phone rule me. I'm going to use it as a tool. That was probably an awesome <laughs> idea of mine because I'm amazing. <laughs> I am the most so amazing humble. of all the amazing people in the whole world. Can we get a chalkboard here so I can start taking tallies of every time Jean talks about how awesome I am she so is. in awe of her confidence, man. I wish I felt <laughs> as good about myself as Jean you does. Guys literally, like, we're just picking topics that are easy for me to like yeah if you would have asked me back in 2016 I was not confident in this you know like I was like yeah. well this is hard and like now I can in retrospect be like yeah I chose this but at the time it was like oh this was six days in a row I just spent four hours and I thought I was going to spend less time you know like it's a challenge and you have to I had to really um just be really conscious about it first I put my Facebook app like three screens away so I would be flipping through it and on my way there I'd be like oh you're going there and I'd still choose to go there <laughs> you know so it was, it's they literally create it to make us addicted so we have to fight it with um, knowledge and yeah if we want to fight it you don't have to want to fight it either I just wanted to yeah so my experience with it is definitely different for a couple of different reasons and one is I don't want to fight it. I love it. Mm -hmm. um, just kidding. I, I fucking hate it. But, <laughs> um, but I, so I don't know when, I don't know when Facebook like came out or when it was getting popular, but okay. You've had to have an EDU email. Well, right. Okay. In college. That was for me. I got my first one in 2005. Yeah. I was going to say. Okay. Five. So when it became popular, I guess I should seven. say not when seven. it first it got popular happened. after you didn't have to have an EDU. Mm -hmm. There you go. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, so that was right as, like, my daughter was born in 2008. Mm -hmm. So, and I definitely have, like, baby pictures and stuff on there from her. Like, mm -hmm. I think that was pretty much when I started it. It was, like, oh, a place to... Though, we had MySpace before. Yeah, I had uh, MySpace. Yeah, MySpace. <laughs> I think there's With a couple... top eight friends that you'd always I change out. I think there's out. a couple of my, ba my kids' baby pictures on MySpace, and then oh. it just ended. My students See? found my old MySpace <gasps> a couple weeks ago. I was they like, what? I'm like, I don't even know it's still up. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, I had it in college, but then by between college and having kids, I didn't I didn't have MySpace. But um I Facebook was definitely the thing and I started it to keep in touch, to mm -hmm. keep in touch with people, to put pictures of my kids so aunts and uncles, mm -hmm. random people could see my kids. And um and then a couple years later I started my business. And as a self-employed photographer, and photography is a visual, obviously, thing, it was the easiest way to market my business for free. I didn't have to pay for advertising. I didn't have to do anything. I posted a picture and tagged the person that was in it, and all of their friends saw it. And so then it was just this, like, like network network marketing in the easiest sense possible. Mm -hmm. And so then I started justifying all of my social media use with it's for my business. It's for my business. I've got to be on there. I've got to respond to people. It's business. I have to make money and this is how I do it. And so I have to get on there so I can respond to messages. I have to interact with people because if I don't interact with them, then the, my 
you know, uh, algorithm was making yes, that show up yes, as well. Thank you. Algorithm. And so I was just constantly like, it's for my business. It's for my business. Also as a full on excuse, because I'm just on social media, hanging out on Facebook, talking to people because it was fun. <laughs> I'm shaking my head. Cause I'm like, everything that you're saying, I agree a hundred percent with is how I feel. Yeah. <laughs> and I've, and I've kind of kept it that way. Like ever since like Facebook for me, I at one point had, I don't know, 15, 1600 air quote friends on Facebook. Um, and I am proud to say, I actually <laughs> just last night took my friend list from 1,255. So I did a, I did a, I've done a few little sweeps through every once in a while just to like, I don't even know who that is anymore. Like, you know, a few people, but I'm an includer mm -hmm. and I'm like, I've got to keep all these people on here. So I had it at the beginning of the night last night at 1,255 people. By the end of the night last night, I was down to 883. Wow. Damn. That is a ton. I'm so proud of myself mm -hmm. um, because I decided if we do not interact at all, I don't need to be friends with you on Facebook. Like if I, there's people, yeah, I might've like known you 15 years ago, but like you don't interact with my page. I don't interact with your page. I don't need to just keep you to keep you. Like there's nothing, it doesn't mean if I see you at the grocery store, I can't still say hi. But I had this like, strange hoarding collective like I have to collect all these people and keep them because they might be potential clients someday and the last couple years have proved to me that a if I haven't talked to them in 15 years they're not a potential client and b maybe I don't want them as a client <laughs> yep so I basically my Facebook is basically just like friends and family whatever but it's also become this place where I have groups mm -hmm. yes the Facebook groups have become so much fun yes I have makeup groups I have jeep groups I have like stupid ridiculous silly like baby name shaming groups <laughs> and <Yes. laughs> it's so ridiculous anyway so I love Facebook for that <sighs> but I also have Instagram and I have my personal Instagram. I have my photography business Instagram. I have working folk podcast Instagram. Um, and each one has chosen to follow different things. And so I have my, my echo chamber, like you were mentioning, Jean, I have three different ones, like my photography one. If I just need to be inspired, Jenna, mm -hmm. I need to feel creative. I need to just see beautiful things. I log in as my photography studio and I look at that page because the only thing I've followed is beautiful accounts. My personal one, it's mostly like <laughs> celebrities, <laughs> like <laughs> TV show people and musicians and stuff. And I just like to see like how they live their lives. It's very fun for me. And a uh, working folk podcast follows other podcasts so I can like... To see what's, see what's going, going on, in, on in the podcasting world. And so I just, I really love going on Instagram and like looking at the page through those different lenses. Um, I have a Twitter, but it's fully just for spying on people. I don't post <laughs> anything on there. <laughs> I have an obsession with going on and looking at people's um, likes, like what they have liked on Twitter, because if they're like me and they don't post a lot, you might not see, but when you see what they've 
liked, you can kind of get a bigger picture and it's really fun for me. Plus I like to follow Chrissy Teigen on there cause she yeah. cracks me the hell up. <laughs> and, um, Twitter for me is like news and politics. It's always like very current. So if there's something going on, like the Harry and Megan interview, like you can ha you can check the hashtag for that and get like instant updates you don't even have to be watching it so i have twitter for that and then i have a tiktok that i don't post but i fall i watch a lot of stuff and that is just pure entertainment just for funsies so um yeah i have all of them and they all have they all serve different purposes for me but i have a hundred percent got an addiction to all of it i will sit on my bed or in the chair in my living room for hours thinking I gotta put this down I should just read a book I gotta put this down I need to hang that curtain I should put this down I need to like I don't know talk to a human and then it's been a couple hours and I'm like mm, I'm hungry yeah. <laughs> and that forces me to put it down but not much else does so I go through phases where I take all of them off my phone so they're just not as easily accessible at all from my phone. Like I still keep them because I do still use at least Facebook kind of for business. Um, and Instagram I leave on my phone cause you have to. Um, but I'm in a phase right now where I'm just sucked in and I'm on it all the time. So just depends. One of these days I'll take it off my phone again and then I'll join the real world for a little bit. I wonder how we'll feel like when we've all got our vaccination and life is a little bit more like, remember how it used to be like that? Like when you, what did we like go out with people? Yeah, yeah. Remember then? Mm -hmm. That would, like if, if you had reasons to leave your house, then there might be more reasons to take it off your phone. Yeah. But right now there's like, no good reason to go anywhere so it's hard <laughs> yeah no that's 100 percent true mm -hmm. i mean definitely the more busy i am the less mm -hmm. i have and or the I don't more it's like keeping you from doing what you should be doing but like right now it's like what should i there's be doing? not that much i should be doing yeah, <laughs> yeah. karen i feel like your your answer was a hundred percent mine yeah like everything yeah so facebook for me i have two facebook pages i have my personal facebook page and my business facebook page and let's face it facebook pages are junk they don't do anything the algorithms that facebook has now for for business pages legitimately don't do anything and i've noticed for for mortgages at least anytime i see someone else posting about um real estate or mortgages or anything anything similar to that i'll look at their likes and they have like one or two or three likes maybe like no one cares no one is interacting but all of the personal posts that people do those are the ones that get all of the comments and all of the likes and so i've been watching other people and learning okay i'm using facebook for business a lot like karen but i'm trying not to post as much about work and be that person that everyone sees and trusts and just being in front of people. And that's the really only reason why I post on my personal page is to be in front of people. But I have the groups that I'm very active in and I love the groups and the groups are a lot of where I feel safer on Facebook. Like there's one, I absolutely love it. Like the individual groups that you were talking about. 
there's one called what zoning board approved this and it's just like the craziest (laughs) house stuff or like it's like a balcony that doesn't have any rails and it's facing a cliff and there's like a baby pin at the end of it like are you kidding me why is this a good idea um and so things like that that make me laugh and then I also have very specific mom groups that I'm in um there's a lot of mom groups that I joined and I got out as fast as I could Mm -hmm. because they are crazy Mm -hmm. um very judgmental very mean um and so there's been like two Facebook groups that are mom centered that are a place of safety for me that I can feel I feel like I can be an authentic mother and ask real questions without being judged on Facebook about it or I can help other moms and comment on there and actually those those local groups that are more specific are where I do get business from um people will refer business to me or they'll tag me on a post about um someone that's wondering about interest rates or whatever um or even credit score and that it does really help for business and for work. Um, but I stay in those groups not only because of that. I stay in those groups because they give me sanity. And they give me um, a good place to go when I want to connect with other people that are like my, like-minded. Um, and typically those are the people I want to work with anyway. I don't want to work with someone that is a big fat jerk <laughs> and those people aren't allowed in my groups <laughs> it really has become a place for community like the yeah. social media aspect of it like even though everyone talks about how like we don't um, act like ourselves in social media like people would say stuff they would never say in person but so so we've learned over the last decade okay well I can't trust people to be kind I can't trust people to interact like they would in real life but I can find these little niches in there where I can find community. So it's like the. Oh, my local groups. We do hang out in person and we do go out and meet. Like there was one that we did. Um, one of the mom groups we met up at a park and it was during COVID. And so we were very social distanced. Everyone wore masks and it was so nice just to see someone's face, even though we were all like six feet apart. Um, but it was a huge sense of relief. And I felt like I'm meeting you in person for the very first time, but I've known you and I've talked to you and I've interacted with you for six months. We already know so much about each other and about our kids. And it it is a big community group, um, which is nice if you can find those local niche groups. I feel like my social media is unlike any of your guys's where I'm like, I want to hide. I cannot be found. (laughs) Please don't let them find me. Um, The last couple of years I worked for an elementary school. So I wasn't too worried because like my students who are fourth graders are not gonna be like, I found your Twitter. (laughs) (laughs) Whereas last week I had eighth graders come to me like, Hey, I found your Twitter. I'm like, Oh crap. So I had to, I deleted it. Mm Mm-hmm. And then I made everything private. I just locked it all in. And that's actually what I did beforehand. I just locked it all down because I didn't want my high schoolers like up in your business. I, you know, there's there's so much there's so much like trouble 
you could get into with what they send you. Mm. Like, you don't even have to touch a single thing. They sent you something, and now why are you in possession of that? Mm. And so, like, no, you can't find me. I don't even, you can't even find my real name out there. And so, I, (laughs) polar opposite. Like, I keep my everything super, super tight. Like, if I don't talk to you, I'm not going to add you on Facebook. Like, if you're a parent of one of my students, I'm not going to add you on Facebook. Just because so much, so much out there can be used as fuel. And um, so it's just very, it's just very different. So when I'm on, when I'm on Facebook, it's just with my people. I have those groups too. I have lots of teacher groups on there and I, it's, they have saved me through this pandemic. People have been so generous with their ideas and with the things they've created. I don't think I could ever repay them. Hmm. But <laughs> when my students do find me, it's so scary. It's, <laughs> it, it feels like... Jenna, do if, you have nudes on Facebook? What is the problem no, here? <laughs> but, but it just feels like I have you in this classroom with a certain relationship. Mm-hmm. It would be like you creeping in on your doctor. You know, like, ooh, that's a good idea. <laughs> My dentist <laughs> is pretty hot. <laughs> no comment. But there's, there's like, there is a level of professionalism. You're like, this is, this is my life, and don't. And so, it's so funny because Jax's teacher actually has an Instagram for their classroom. Oh wow! Is it's, that allowed? Well, it's just private. It's just only parents mm-hmm. can, you know, see it. But in my school district, oh, heck no. Yeah. No. But it's fun because every once in a while she'll post pictures of what's going on in the classroom. But it only only parents are seeing it. But it, it's it's funny. We, we're always teetering on the edge of, like, what is appropriate now? Because even schools are um, advertising on social media. So why can't teachers also? You know what I mean? So, like, there's there's these lines that keep blurring back and forth and... I just like being hidden. You can't find me. Well, I mean, think back to when we were in school. We didn't know anything about our teachers. Okay. Yeah, I think your teacher. Maybe out you in did, Jean, because you were fucking on the farm with your neighbor yes. okay. teacher, there, that's doctor, the fun of it. same person. The, Clarence, there's two out of little the line. tiny grocery stores in my town, right? Like tiny, three thousand people in this town. Yeah, same. So the, there's this teacher who would always go into the grocery store after school and buy a six pack of beer, and we all knew it, and we all it was a you know it was an eighth grade uh, math teacher. We all <laughs> adored him, but we were like, oh, saw him at. Did you see? I saw. Like it was like the big talk of the town. He's just practicing his division. Six (laughs) minus three is three. That's subtraction. I mean, subtraction. (laughs) (laughs) It's just spicy, spicy addition. (laughs) No, you're right, though. I actually called my teachers from their phone book. I got yes. on the phone book and, and I'd ask questions. Oh, yeah. And now they could find so my different. Twitter and be like, Mrs. E, what did you want us to do? And, no. Don't find me. No. Don't it's do too it. much access. Yeah. I get that. Mm-hmm. We had, Ruby had a teacher, her first grade teacher, whom I adored and still do. Um, I had, I think I might have actually searched for her because I was like, I want to be friends with this person. I pulled a gene and I was like, I want to be friends with this person. (laughs) I would not have boundaries in this area. (laughs) And I friend requested her and it went the whole entire school year. And I volunteered in Ruby's classroom. Like we, I mean, we talked about it and she's like, I just don't, I just don't befriend my kid, my students' parents. 
And I was like, okay, what about after she's not your student anymore? And she's like, oh, heck yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so as soon as school was out, she accepted my friend request. And we're, I mean, that was seven years ago and mm-hmm. we're still good friends and I adore her. And like, but she is queer. And I think for her, it's a safety thing because she doesn't know every parent's feelings on that. And so rather than feeling like, you know, her relationship with the student might be harmed because of the parent's feelings about her sexuality, she just has it shut down so that it doesn't affect anything. Now, she and I got to know each other very, you know, pretty well during that school year and she knew I was perfectly happy and content and had no issues there so but it was still just that's her policy she does not friend her students parents I was thinking as Jenna was talking um, a few of the teachers at my kids elementary school so my boys just left elementary school and my daughter's still in a few of them have friend requested me and so we were friends with each other on there and for me, it felt weird. Like, are you sure? Like, I felt that professional boundary with them. Mm. Um, because honestly, one of them, I adore her. We, we would totally be friends if we were in the same age group. She's younger and cooler than me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but she posts stuff and I'm like, yes, right on. I love your politics on that. So I'm like, does that mean that they chose that I was a safe person to friend? Or are they the kind of person who's just like, I don't care. I'll friend anyone. You know, but there are a handful of them where I'm like, oh, yeah. I think that, I'm sorry, go ahead. If it's on the same, I have a segue. Okay. I feel like there are safe people. You just know there's a vibe. You know, there's, there's some parents who have, who've requested, I'm like, oh heck no, (laughs) you're not (laughs) safe. Your child is not safe. Like there is no way your politics or anything about you, we would ever be really friends. You know, like there's a friend's name behind it because you really could see yourself hanging out with these people. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was going to talk about how when a teacher seeks you out, you're totally safe. They mm-hmm. see you in the building. They see you. They, Jean, you're like an open book. Everyone knows your politics anyway. What? It's not Are like you on your shirt. Because I'm wearing a rainbow shirt that says humankind <laughs> on it right now. <laughs> <laughs> and that I wear this shirt every time it's clean. So, <laughs> you know, once a week. <laughs> yeah. I feel like um, you bring up a really good point on what people are seeing on your personal page. And I had a scenario where I was um, someone's manager and she was friends with all of us on Facebook and she called in sick. And then that day was posting pictures of her going to the liquor store to have a white trash party at her apartment. And we were like, you called in sick, <laughs> but you are not, you're too sick to come in and work for us, leaving us high and dry, but then you can get wasted with all of your friends and continue to post pictures of it until three o'clock in the morning. Um, so I think, I do think that Facebook, filter your Facebook people, mm-hmm. don't share everything on your I Facebook. I have a similar yeah. story. I had to let someone go and they're actually beautiful amazing person and we were friends she was one of my employees um and I was not aware of how upset she was with her job she was feeling completely overwhelmed there were a couple people in between us and our management structure um I was not Facebook friends with her 
Do you know the story, Steph? Mm-mm. Okay. Um, Steph is so intertwined in my uh, previous job's life because <laughs> she worked there and then stayed in touch with everybody for so long. So she knows most of these. Um, but this person um, posted something that uh, was really like insulting to the business. And I didn't see it because she had very wisely not had her boss as her Facebook friends, even though we were friends before she worked there. She was gone for oh, a few I years. Do know she that came story. back. Yeah. So mm-hmm. she, so it was very wise of her not to have me as her friend on there. So I think she thought she was being careful, but there was another employee who saw what she posted and was really like offended on behalf of our business that she would be posting this when she's friends with some of our customers. And um, anyway, so the, so somebody else showed me it and I kind of sat on it for a day or two and was like, God, how do I deal with this situation? This is heavy and huge. And it's probably five years ago. So this was kind of when we were first learning that we were going to have to deal with shit like this. Yeah. Now I feel like there's a lot more protocols and procedures in place. Um, and I just decided, like, if you're that upset with your job that you're willing to say this in a public platform to people. On it, your soapbox. Yeah, she, she was on her soapbox. And there was, uh, it was because she didn't have me as her friend, but she did have the other half of our town <laughs> as her friends. You know, like, it's not like she had a small group. And what she said was just so offensive. And so, um, so I let her go. I was like, I, this is so hard for me because there's this situation, like you obviously hate your job <laughs> from mm-hmm. what you said. It's very apparent that you're not happy at this job. And also, we can't have employees who feel this way about the company and are willing to say that in a semi-public platform um, working That's here. like serving a steak and being like, enjoy your E. coli. Yeah. <laughs> you, ca- you can't say that. Yeah. So, but it was devastating. Um, yeah. And I lost the friendship over it. That's one of the things that sucks about management. It's like, of course she doesn't want to be friends with me. I just fired her. Like, of course she doesn't. And of course she doesn't think it's fair. She wouldn't have posted it if she felt like it was inappropriate. <laughs> you know, like we all have our feelings about what is and isn't inappropriate. So that's still to this day, one of the hardest um, seasons of management that I went through and it was because of social media yeah there's no way that she would have printed out these pictures and put them on the window at work (laughs) you know like it was only this specific situation where she felt like it was okay to say what she was saying and do what she was doing um and it was man it was really hard for everybody involved and it still makes me sad thinking about it see and I've had the other side of that where I've been overly cautious to the point of almost fearful about everything that I post because I'm a business owner. Same. Mm -hmm. I don't want to get dragged through the mud because somebody might misunderstand something I say, or maybe I do have something that I feel very strongly about, but is slightly divisive. My personality is such that I don't want to have that conflict on that like I'll talk to you guys about it I'll even talk to people that I'm not in agreement with in real life but I don't want to fight about it online I don't want the honestly the paper trail (laughs) for people to be able to screenshot and go like look at what she said Mm -hmm. and so there's been things that I've wanted to say there's been things I've wanted to stand up for some social justice stuff some just human rights stuff that I actually haven't said things about because I've got this like fear 
in me. And so I, that's where like recently, like this big purge of friends list too, was like, these are, these are not people I interact with. These are not people who know me truly. Like I don't need to be protecting myself from them. I need to cut that tie so that I can be more open and honest. And then I also kind of did lock my public side of my page down. I've always had my Facebook very open, very like, whatever, if you, you know, you want to find a photographer and you're not friends with me, maybe you'll find me somehow and you want to get to know me. So you're scrolling my page. But I really did lock down a lot of the public side of my, if we're not friends, you don't see a lot on my Facebook page because I am just, people are mean. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And I'd rather be able to say what I want to say and be honest and authentic and not be like projecting this like, I'm Switzerland, I'm neutral, I don't have feelings about that when I do. Yeah. But. I don't want to get, you know, I mean, I've, it's just, there's things that have happened in our community where it's like, you know, this fast food restaurant has a mom group come and they're going to have lunch. And supposedly there's a pregnant lady who gets told she can't sit down because there's too many people or whatever. And then like not only everybody who's there, but also like 7,000 of all of their friends that weren't even there come in and give negative reviews and say how terrible it is and da, 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 da. And you're only hearing her side and I'm not saying something off could have happened, but maybe there was more to the story. And that's that restaurant ends up getting like shut down you know, they like completely lose their customer base. They completely lose their, um, uh, revenue. I mean, yeah. I mean, they lose reputation. Reputation. That's Mm -hmm. the word I was looking for, but yes, they also lose their revenue and everything. Which feeds your family. Right. Because one person had a bad experience and that person has a very loud and vocal large network. So like on my business page, I've had my reviews shut off my entire almost 10 years of business. I've never had anybody complain that I know of. I've never had anybody come back to me and be like, Oh, your photos are awful. I fucking hate you. I never want you. I'm going to tell all my friends not to use you. Like nobody's ever said that to me, Mm -hmm. but I still have my reviews turned off because I'm terrified that one person will. And then all of a sudden everybody's going to think I suck. And it's like totally my self-esteem and my problem. Like I should be able to have a thick skin about that. If I know my work wasn't bad, but like it destroys people's businesses because people go on these like, uh, attack. Yeah. attack. That's my fear too. A hundred percent. And there are some things that I feel really strongly about that I wish I could share on Facebook. Um, and there are some some things that I I will. And if someone doesn't like it, oh well. Like we think that we think that one of my husband's clients stopped using him because of something I posted on Facebook. And I looked at Tyler and I was like, that thing that I posted on Facebook is really important. Do you want to work with him anyway? Is the money worth it or not? And he was like, well, I don't know. Probably not. It probably wasn't worth it, but it just sucks. Like you have that. Is someone not going to choose me because I'm standing up for this thing that I believe in or this thing, or because I'm saying, I don't like this and here's why. So 
I'm very cautious as well about what I say on Facebook because I don't want that to happen to me and I don't want that to happen to my husband. And when, when we're a hundred percent commission and we don't have a paycheck unless we're closing whatever, unless we're getting clients, that's our livelihood that feeds our family and that pays our mortgage. Mm-hmm. And so Facebook is, I'm very cautious about yeah, Facebook. It's a double-edged too. sword because yeah. you need it to network and market, but also it can destroy you if you say one wrong thing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, I'd shut it all down if I could. Yeah. I say, as I also already admitted that I'm addicted to it, but. I say the same <laughs> thing. I would shut it down. I would take it off my phone, but then how would I see my best friend's daughter who lives in Vancouver? Mm-hmm. I she would, she would have to text me all the time, which. Donnie, if you're listening, send me a text. (laughs) (laughs) I have some of my former students on there and I get to see them grow up, like literally grow up. so fun. And the other day I I was scrolling through and there's this half naked woman on my feet. I was like, what? And it was one of my former students. I'm like, like, she's 25. Like Mm -hmm. she's of age, but like it still was like, who, what, when did I sign up for this account? (laughs) What? And so it's like shocking sometimes to see how my kids have grown up. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Y'all babies aren't babies. Mm -hmm. And that's what I used to tell them. I'm like, I don't want to add you on social media. I don't want to see you partying. I don't want to have to like, have to report that later. That's always what I said to them. Like, I'm not going to report it. I just, I don't want to see it. I don't want to report it. I'd have to tell somebody if I saw you partying. Would you add them after they graduated? Yeah. Yeah, because then they they knew they could call me Jenna after that. Too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, let's make it real awkward. You've been calling me Mrs. E for four years, dude. M- one of my daughter's best friends, her mom is one of Maya's former teachers, <laughs> and we're buds. I love her, and I just in friendship call her <laughs> by her last name <laughs> because she had her two years in a row. She like moved up a grade, and Maya had her two years, so she's just. I want to call her her first name, but it feels so awkward every time. And I'm like, it's got to be super awkward for you that I don't call you by your first name since we're buds. <laughs> but I'm just like, it just feels weird. Yeah, you're not going to call me what my kids do. Like that, that just sets like all of my, like, because you have, you have a certain guard down mm-hmm. when people around you can call you Jenna. Mm-hmm. But when you can call me Jenna anytime you want. <laughs> <laughs> but when they call me by my last name, it's like, oh, we're in this place position now I don't I don't want to be in that position right now yeah I don't want to be an authority figure right now mm-hmm. I'm friends with my son's kindergarten teacher who's he he's in first grade now and I love her but I can't like be fully friends with her yet because I'm trying to get my daughter into her class <laughs> and so then once she is done with kindergarten I'm all in like I have her phone number and we'll text and we <laughs> message on Facebook and we're friends on Facebook and we'll like share things. I got a text from her about something that was really awesome the other day. Um, and I just want to show her like, let's be best friends. <laughs> but I can't yet until my daughter's out of her class, I feel like. <laughs> but she's awesome. I think Jenna, doesn't your son have... Yeah, love when her. You, you said that like about the Instagram. I'm like, I loved that when Maya was in there because mm-hmm. just in the middle of the day, all of a sudden you'd be like, oh, the kids are doing the cutest little project. But it was, it's just to the parents. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. That's how my kids daycare is. They have their own Facebook page for um, the class and they show like experiments that they're doing Cute. and it's so fun. Yeah, there's, there's, there's a fine line though. Like 
showing pictures of kiddos online, mm-hmm. it opens up a whole lot of privacy rights that children have oh uh-huh. yeah or mm-hmm. should have because yeah. they can't consent to what adult is posting about them well mm-hmm. we had a we had like a thing with my son this year because they were doing a unit in his PE class that his PE teacher I don't I mean I wasn't there so I don't know exactly how she said it but whatever she said made him think she was going to videotape their like the final day of this thing and then put it like online And he is such a private kid. Like, he doesn't even let me. The most recent picture I put of him online, you can't see his face because he didn't want it on there. And, like, anytime I take a picture with my phone, I have to tell him, like, this is just for me. Don't worry. I'm not going to post it. Like, he does not want his face out there right now. And that's fine. I honor that. Like, Mm -hmm. that's consent, buddy. I I will not do that. But whatever she said made him think that she was going to put it online. And he just flat out refused to do it. So then I get a note from his teacher that he's not participating in PE and can I talk to him about it? And I'm like, what the hell? What's going on? You know, and I start talking to him about it and he's just like, well, she said she's going to videotape it and put it online and I just, I can't, I, I don't want that. I'm, I don't want people watching me. And I was like, oh, hell no. She's not putting it online, buddy. There, She's not just going to like put it on her Facebook. That's not <laughs> legal. She does not have permission to do that. The school has permission to do certain things with photos of the kids like on their website because I did sign a consent form through the school district. But like PE teacher Miss Blank isn't going to go post it on her personal Facebook for all of her friends to see. Mm -hmm. That's not how it's going to go. I promise you. If she even is going to record it and post it anywhere, I promise you it's just going to be to the parents. It there's she does not have the right to do that. And I like had to really, really reassure him before he would even consent to participating in class because he did not want his video put online. When my son was still a foster kid, um, part of the foster care program, they tell you like you're not allowed to post any pictures of them while they're in foster care. Our situation was a lot different because we were friends with his mom and um, knew the family. Like, but it, it makes sense if you're if you're fighting for your custody of your child and they're living with another family, <laughs> you don't want somebody else posting pictures of your child on social media. So it was really, um, it just it made it so that every time we went and did like a sports camp or something, I was like, oh, by the way, you can't post any pictures of him. <laughs> I'm like, you had to make this because it is so common now, you know especially even just like the college kids who are leading the sports camp would be like, let's take a selfie and put it up. I'm helping kids today, you know? And I was like, oh, just by the way, you can't post any pictures of him. So I did, I've had to do that as a photographer. Like I've done family photos for families that are adopting or in the process. Mm-hmm. And it, they're like, you can, you can post online. You just can't post his face. So like I put a little Bunk cartoon face, face yeah. like I did. Um, who's the platypus from, is it Phineas and Ferb? Mm-hmm. Is that yeah. what it is? The kid was Perry really the into Platypus. Perry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the kid was really into that. And so I did this family picture and put Perry's face on, on top of the kiddo mm-hmm. so that I could post the family picture. But And then I just put a comment that was like, I can't wait to show this little guy off once he's yeah. officially part of the family. You know, mm-hmm. it was fun. So what are what are some social media accounts you follow that bring you life that bring you joy who's some like share some that we can follow too whatever if it's tiktok instagram whatever all right i love a tiktoker yes 
named Angry Reactions. Yes. He has like the angriest angry face. And then he always says, you're gorgeous. Yes. <laughs> I love my him. Favorite. Yes. He is. I've seen him too. He is incredible. And I don't know if you ever look at the comments, but if he's ever commenting, it's always nice. <laughs> Every single time. Or gorgeous. I love him. Love it. I'm going to mention one that we haven't actually even talked about, which is YouTube. Um, I actually do spend a lot of time on YouTube, but I kind of forget that it's a social network because I really don't comment on anything. But I just found this channel that, oh, I'm in love with. And I, it's like TV. Like, I just want to just binge every, every episode. Um, it's called Cinema Therapy. And it's a filmmaker and a therapist and they sit and they watch a movie together and like talk about the, 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 the film. I thought you were going to say it's therapy over cinnamon rolls. No. <laughs> cinnamon therapy. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> now, if they also had a cinnamon roll in between them. I mean, sure. Sometimes there is a dog. <laughs> but Sorry, go ahead. They started therapy. it at the beginning of COVID. So the channel's fairly new, but the first one I watched, it might have been their first episode, I can't even remember, was them watching Inside Out. And it's two males, oh. it's two dudes, and they watched Inside Out. I nope. love that Is movie. that what it's called? Yeah, yeah. Inside Out. Why did I just brain fart the that? Anima- animated film yes, the animated Yes, the Pixar. The Pixar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the therapist just therapist the shit out of that film, and it was beautiful and the filmmaker was like in tears before they were I mean they both kind of cried a little bit but like he was like real teary and it is I just I stayed up until like three in the morning the other night (laughs) just like and then this episode and then this episode and they watch incredible films because the filmmaker guy like knows and then the therapy analysis of it it's fucking brilliant I love it that sounds awesome so what is it called again Cinema therapy. Can we put all of these in our socials for everyone to follow? (laughs) Okay, so mine is TikTok, even though I'm not actually on TikTok. 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 That was, I swear, just because I'm talking too much, not because I'm a grandma. I am a grandma, but I can say TikTok. You're not technically a grandma. Please don't be a grandma yet. My daughter, though, loves to call it TikTok. Tick tacky, tacky. T- she calls it something funny every time. So, um, and she actually is like a normal kid who's on there all the time. So, but there's this family that cracks me up. So I've watched enough of their videos that they now pop up in between the one when you guys send me one. Hers is usually the next, and it's Sheena Melwani, and it's this. She's a singer, and her. <laughs> It's like the the real Indian dad, mm-hmm. which is actually, I always thought it was her dad. Oh, it's I actually her, her husband. And he interrupts her the whole time she's singing. But now they just have, I mean, just everything they do, he just interrupts her and is so, his, he's hysterical and she's just so beautiful. And so and she just cracks up laughing. She's so good. I, know, I just I think her. God, the way they laugh together mm-hmm. is like just beautiful. I just love it. And sometimes her kid, like <laughs> I was watching when they had like something they posted for YouTube and they're like answering questions about parenting. And they're like, Oh, there's an audience for this one. So we can't answer it. And it's their kids are sitting across from them while they're recording. So they can't yeah. say what they want to say about the question on YouTube. And they're just 
oh my gosh, every single one. Her laugh it just is infectious and it's so fun. It just makes me so happy. Mine is um, an influencer, <laughs> but also my brother. Oh, oh yes. yes. So go follow Matt Brooks, M-A-T-T-E-B-R-O-O-K-S. But he's beautiful and the pictures that he takes are beautiful like artistic the photos he does on instagram are so good um and he does he's doing tiktok now and his tiktoks are really fun and um my flags are in one of his most recent tiktoks (laughs) at tamarack so yeah i think he's i'm super proud of my brother he has a ton of followers and his content is just pretty to look at i feel like he's one of those people that if you ran across you would have just picked it just happens to be that it's so exciting that it's your brother i know (laughs) and he's so kind and just i'm just so proud of him and he is like he does not it's not an income producing thing for him um he has like a normal job well kind of normal his job is actually social media uh which is interesting um for other companies but his social media isn't his income producing job. So it's just fun for him. He's creative and it's beautiful. Can confirm. I definitely follow Matt on Instagram and yeah, adore awesome. his page. I know. He's so cute. Yeah. I've never even met him in real life. I feel like a bit of a stalker. I know. But yeah. I his. met him at Steph's wedding 700 years ago. And I think at Bo's first birthday. And I'm like, I just have such an Instagram crush on him. <laughs> like, I feel like I know you. You don't know who I am. <laughs> he's so kind, too. Like, very genuine when you meet him, I think. Yeah, he at is. Least. He's so great. Yeah. Isn't that funny about social media is that you can feel like a stalker? Yeah. Oh, for sure. I met you one time at this one wedding. And now I know everything about you. It's so <laughs> weird. <laughs> So you know what also when i'll meet up with a group of friends and i'll be like oh yeah we were doing that the other day and then they're like yeah we know and i'm like oh yeah that was all okay cool i forgot i posted about that <laughs> and it's just like oh yeah like i don't have to tell you everything i did except i kind of wanted to talk about it but now <laughs> that's kind of a i that's kind of a bone to pick that i have with social media too is like when people do that because mm-hmm. it's like oh but i I mean, cool that you saw it, but I'd also, I would like to have a conversation. Like, I brought it up. What, what are we going to talk about? Exactly. If not, like, what's going on in our lives? Like, yeah. I've found myself also not sharing certain things on social media because I'd rather tell people <laughs> in real life. Like, mm-hmm. I would like to tell you about so, this certain thing that happened in my life. So I'm not putting it on socials so that I can, like, <laughs> see your face when I tell you or, yes, you know, whatever. Absolutely. Uh, Well, in case you missed it, we do have social media for this podcast. And if you are on Instagram and would like to follow us, um, that's where you'll find us. And uh, we'd love to have some interaction from you. If you have any stories, any people you follow that you think we should follow, any other podcasts that you listen to that you think we should listen to, anything like that, please go share it with us. Share it with our listeners, um, because that is kind of what this is all about is the social piece so we love you thanks for listening and uh we'll talk to you next week bye bye Bye. Bye. ssdgm (laughs) (laughs) stay sexy don't get murdered